Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. When you imagine a mother telling her child to go play, you might picture the child going outside to run around with other kids from the neighborhood. But for many kids today, play often happens in the home, on the couch, with a tablet in their hands. These sedentary activities are fine in moderation, with a healthy amount of physical activity to balance it out. But how can adults encourage kids to put down the iPad and to pick up their feet instead? In this episode, we talk to pediatric physical therapist Sherry Chapman-York, who says that sedentary behavior isn't just a problem affecting school-aged children. She sees the negative side effects in infants, too. Here's our interview with Sherry Chapman-York. Sherry, when I was growing up, television was the big culprit in terms of sedentary activity. This was sort of before everybody had a computer. This was before everybody had a computer and an iPad. All these screens, from video games to iPads and all that stuff, often pointed for reasons that kids are perhaps more sedentary. But before we talk about that, what are other reasons that might have children sort of adopt these sedentary lifestyles? Jason, there are quite a few reasons that that could happen, but you're right that screen time, as they call it, including TV, computers, iPhones, iPads, etc. There's also just the understanding of how important physical activity is. The awareness of the parents and the whole family culture of like what do we do with our downtime as well as the environment you know does your house have enough space in it to actually move around even if it's just marching during a song or playing games and things running up and down a hall or a stairway others there's safety issues with neighborhoods or sometimes it's the busy work life a lot of us you know we get up we get in the car we take our kids somewhere we get home late we have dinner we go watch tv then we go to bed weekends often aren't much better some parents don't have things like bikes or safe parks to take their children to the way we grew up like you. Go out in the neighborhood, go play in the woods, go play the pickup baseball game with your friends. It's just not happening as much anymore. That brings us back to those things with screens, right, right. And, and the video games and everything. Are you, from your end, as a health professional who sees children, is this a real thing or is it a sort of media-concocted thing or are children really sedentary with all these tablets and things in front of them? I do see even infants. I think it's just the culture of these are cool gadgets. My friends watch these, you know, whether you're watching shows, movies, or playing games on the gadgets or sitting in front of a screen, DVD, or TV, the Facebooking, the communication, the social media that comes across those as well, especially as you get into adolescence and teens. But in the clinics with the babies, the parents are so proud that their babies will pay attention to a screen for an hour. And you're like, you know, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends no screen time under two years. Parents don't know those things. And, you know, because some of the games and the TV shows are for children, doesn't necessarily mean that the children are actively engaging in anything besides watching color go across the screen. So that's for the very young. Then you get used to that as Oh, it keeps them quiet, it keeps them entertained, and I think they're learning. So we parents can go do the other things we're busy doing, and it just becomes a lifestyle after that. So I think awareness is the big thing at any age. 
So there may be benefits, obviously, to the parents, as you indicated. The child is occupied. There may be benefits to the child in terms of either learning something or learning certain skills that would work with some sort of interactive video game. But what are potentially the negative side effects to that kind of sedentary lifestyle? The sedentary piece of it means we're not physically moving. And again, American Academy of Pediatrics, as well as several other professional associations, recommend that children are physically active an hour a day. Now, it doesn't mean they have to run for an hour or be very active the hour all at one time. It does help even if it's broken up over time. And often kids are going to initially just play on their own unless or until they discover these things that entertain them in a different way and almost come to expect that that's what they're going to do is sit down with a screen gadget. I mean, physical activity is good for burning calories and keeping us, you know, the right size for our age. However, it also affects your strength, your bone growth, especially for children over time. If they're not doing weight-bearing activities that stimulate bone growth, there can be problems with that later. Balance and coordination. I know that there's some discussion about cutting back on recess or structured recess during school, elementary school, as well as shorter PE periods or PE where there's not really physical activity or exercise. It's more about, oh, here you are, you know, hang out. It's almost like a study hall. So really watching that. As far as attention, there's discussion that, you know, if you're physically active, then once you sit back down, you can attend better to a teacher or to your homework or whatever you need to be doing. So all of us at any age need some physical activity to break up the day to give us some burst of energy as well as possibly affecting sleep. And so that's the stuff, you know, when you go through those examples, we think of school kids, we think of play. But as you indicated earlier, you're seeing infants that are enamored with screens. How important is the development even of infants in terms of making sure that they're not in a sedentary behavior? I do work in a follow-up clinic for children with developmental delays or at least at risk for that. And so I see a lot of children that are developing fine, but parents are very proud. Again, it's sort of the culture, what's on the market. We're putting our babies in these little carry seats that become their car seat that then comes back home and we feed them in it and then they go to sleep. There's gadgets for toys that look really cool too. And if you're especially a first-time parent, you walk in, you see all these things, you just think you have to have it. Well, what that's doing for our children is we aren't spending as much time putting them down on the floor or holding them on our laps so that they learn to balance. If we're carrying them in one of those little bucket seats, They're not having to work on their head control, their trunk control. Potentially, they can be weaker, a little bit delayed in what they do. So we really, you know, encourage a lot more time. Getting back to the old days of tummy time to when you're awake because there's the recommendation to sleep on the back, but not always having to be in something. Being able to move around and really develop that balance and coordination so that you're able to play and then be as active or as interested in dance or sports or a healthy lifestyle for your whole life and and come to have that expectation. When it comes back to the screens, again, I think everyone thinks their child is so smart if they pay attention to the screen. But if you really look closely, they're probably sort of in a daze and there's no interaction. Now, there are ways to use those in a positive way. But, again, I'm talking on the downside. If all we do is turn it on in front of them and leave them, especially leave them in a little seat with no opportunity to move or play, we're just seeing children that are weaker, not able to crawl or walk as soon, and that's just pretty scary what we're doing to our kids. Let's talk about the other gadgets you just mentioned, which are all those swings or bucket seats or things like that. I mean, is there a time range that is too much time sort of sitting down in a sedentary behavior for an infant? I don't know that I've heard that 
really mention, I would just say common sense. Obviously, they need to be safe in a car seat. Getting to and from the car seat, going to the grocery store, whatever. Obviously, children of different ages have to be contained for safety when they're very young and then as they start moving to keep them out of trouble, too. But that should be 30, 45 minutes at a time except for long road trips. And when you're home, they should be able to be out. You you remember, you know, seeing babies on pallets playing with the little gym toys or chasing their brother or whatever. Of course, safety is an issue. You have to set up the home for that. But not staying in swings or seats or walkers or even worse because of safety issues as the main mode of child care these days. And so now let's flip back again to all those things with screens and other gadgets of that type. What are the potential upsides there? How can this be incorporated to solve the problem that it's often creating? I think there are a couple of ways that we can actually structure the way we use the screens. For one, it's just, again, limiting the amount of time is the main thing and using it even as a reward. You know, you finish your homework, then you can do 15 minutes Facebooking with your friends or playing that game rather than this becomes your two-hour evening adventure. So it's an expectation that it's not supposed to be the only thing you do. Also, there are plenty of DVDs, and there are now games and Wii Fit sorts of activities where children can be actively engaged moving around while they're watching some of those. So especially looking at those touchscreen kinds of things where the bubble goes up on the screen and if you touch it, you know, if you've got the high-tech stuff, if you touch it and have to reach for it or have to move. Some of the even the little children's TV shows that have a little period of exercise that have them getting up and moving around. Even just with music, if a parent or an older sibling can model, let's dance during the music part. And dance pretty actively because children naturally do that until they get older and don't want to move at all. But just different ways like that. Even with TV, if the whole family watches TV at night and, you know, for two or three hours, at least get up during the commercials. Hey, could you go run check the dryer? Could you go get mom a glass of water? Or mom needs to get up too, by the way. But could you run around the couch? Could you march? Kind of Simon says, follow the leader games can be incorporated into watching something that the family or the child is watching, but especially, again, seeking those different programs on the different <laughs> different gadgets that encourage movement can really actually be used for the benefit and really get us going with exercise. And so essentially then if they're bought into the gadget already, then that gets worked into their exercise and fitness as well, their activity, and that's great. Earlier you mentioned you know, sometimes there's a challenge with the home space and maybe they can't go outside, maybe they can't go outside because it's not safe, maybe it's, you know, we're recording this in winter, maybe it's too cold. For people who have those space limitations, they're stuck indoors and maybe they have limited space beyond kind of working with the gadgets, what other recommendations do you have for getting children active? Well, there are some simple activities that don't take a lot of space. I mentioned briefly, like just standing up and marching to the music or marching around the couch. Most of us have a hall or even in the open space homes now, there's a central area somewhere that has a little open space. If you think of younger children, blowing the bubbles, reaching, popping, bending over, stomping on them, throwing little stuffed animals or little balls into a laundry basket, we're not talking that you have to spend a lot of money on these things. Just doing challenges like how many times can you jump up and down. If you have room like a basement or a playroom that doesn't have a lot of furniture or things that can break, you certainly can do some of the Nerf ball types of softer things that, you know, we throw it, we try to ring it, which leads to coordination, but also we run over and now get it. Picking things up and down, getting up and down, going up and down a step, 
You can do that to music if you don't want to just run up and down. As well as things like younger kids, think of things like just having a, a laundry basket or a bag of ten things. And it could be as simple as the magic wands running around being the fairy who's going to make everybody, you know, into a pumpkin or whatever. Just imaginative games that encourage movement as you go. As you get a little older, some kids, especially if they're looking into sports, gymnastic-type things, and they have classes for that even younger, but especially if you look at some things that require balance. Again, jump any kind of jumping is really good. That helps strengthen bones. As far as more exercise things, especially if parents do it, even the youngest kids, I'm talking three, four years old, would love to get down and be doing crunches with mom or leg lifts or little mini sit-ups or mini push-ups wall push-ups, things like that. That's the sort of thing that doesn't take much space at all. We don't really recommend weightlifting until, you know, 12, 14 years old, and that's usually if it's seriously weightlifting, more with supervision of coaches or trainers or, you know, a parent who really does know about that. However, we can lift simple things, just the toys that the kids play with. Some of them are a little bit heavy. Carrying a book across the room, seeing as we used to do the thing where you try to balance the book on your head, so that's a balance thing. And just looking at ways to do some resistance. They're the bands. Some people are into those bands that you stretch, and they're kind of like giant rubber bands, but they're usually colored and plastic looking. We've even put like bags of peas or beans or rice and try to lift those. You know, those are usually like a pound or two. So depending on the age, you can make your own little weights if that's the direction you're going at some point. But the main thing is just, again, to think practical and fun, real imaginative. That helps with cognitive development, social skills. And for parents, especially in neighborhoods where it's not safe to be out or it's snow, however many feet deep, you know, if we can get together and have a little play groups of even two or three kids for especially young children, just to encourage that interaction and expectation that, look, he can do it. I want to copy him. So jumping jacks. I don't know if people know these games anymore, but Mother May I, Simon says, you can do all kinds of freeze, be a statue, and then move and run like crazy and then freeze. So just lots of fun. There are lots of reasons that sedentary behavior can be negative in and of itself, but then, of course, it can be added on to things like poor eating habits, for example, or anything else to really create a larger health care problem. And so what I'm thinking about now is the sort of daily recommended dose seems to get lower and lower, you know, sort of at least 30 minutes a day. And so maybe a parent looks at their child and says, oh, you know, my child's active for at least 30 minutes, no problem. So what are the ways for parents to tell, and maybe let's break it up by sort of infants and then maybe school-aged children, what are the ways to tell, like, hey, that 30 minutes isn't enough? You know, I'm seeing things that are warning signs, and it might be something other than obesity, right, signs that my child needs more physical activity. What should they look for? Well, a couple of things. If you start looking at the younger ages, you do not necessarily need to compare all children to each other. However, if you know enough uh, relatives, neighbors, or friends through other activities, churches, you know, things that you do, you kind of see kids the same age and you're kind of comparing to say, well, is my child able to keep up? So from a developmental perspective, we always worry about that. Of course, there are parent books about what should be expected developmentally. But in addition to the actual motor skills, meaning movement, like crawling, walking, sitting, can they keep up? Even at two, most two-year-olds, once they are really walking, they are walking constantly. I think the data says seven football fields a day is normal. So if your child really just sits around doing nothing, they're not burning calories, they're not 
developing that balance and that endurance. So endurance is a big thing. No matter what age, especially once they're in school, they're usually doing that president's physical fitness test, and hopefully the parents are getting the results. And it should tell you, are they average? Are they able to do the things average kids can do? If you're around other people, whether it's on a regular basis or a family reunion, are they doing things similar to other two-year-olds or four-year-olds or six-year-olds? So that's one way, just to kind of use common sense and say, gee, the things I would look for are just really not wanting to. You feel like it's just a behavior or something we've gotten used to doing, but it may be hard for them. So you're trying to get at, is this so hard for you that you don't want to do it? So we have to overcome that with, you know, really encouraging and having a role model, an older sibling, friend, or babysitter, or parent saying, look, copy mom, copy Susie, or whatever. They really should have vigorous activity, and vigorous if you had a scale of 1 to 10 where I'm about to fall out, you know, my heart is pounding and I'm out of breath. That doesn't necessarily have to be for very long at a time based on the ages, but you definitely want moderate activity. So running far enough across a yard that a little out of breath is okay. But if you normally take walks with your children and only one of them is out of breath and no one else is, you have to wonder, are they getting that out of shape? We really need to look at this. Of course, those could be health signals that you want to talk to a pediatrician about as well. But again, just heartbeat. And kids, even young kids, they'll look flushed or sweaty when no one else is. So there are some physical signs that they're getting too stressed and there must not be a good fitness level going on. So we really need to look at doing more but maybe slower and easier. For older kids, a lot of it has to do with if they're in sports, they're hopefully supervised by really qualified people and someone watching out for injury prevention and safe guidelines for what they're doing. But a lot of kids aren't involved in those things. So you have to really look at more of the neighborhood things again and what could they do in a group that they might be more comfortable doing. Sherry Chapman, York, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. You can find numerous resources on childhood activity, including guidelines from the CDC and a collection of simple child development activities at MoveForwardPT.com. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guest is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you and find a physical therapist in your area at moveforwardpt.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com radio.